Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday morning. And we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at Delta Dental. Coversme.com. And happy to say, joining us in studio today is Charlie Russell. You've heard Charlie on this show from time to time. You've seen him on local access TV. He's been around the community for a long time. And Charlie, great to have you with us today. And by the way, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Pleasure to be here. Uh, I was born in the 50s. You do the math. (laughs) (laughs) As was I. (laughs) But uh, Charlie is celebrating today here at WKXL. And uh, when he arrived this morning, he handed me this this book, Hot Off the Presses, uh, New Hampshire Presidential Primary Rulebook, written by David Wysocki, now known as David Tyrrell Wysocki, uh, designed and illustrated by Mel Bolden in collaboration with Charles Russell. And it's it's a great book. When did this uh, actually come out, Charlie? Come out, it came out in 1983, and uh, it was uh, we, we had limited success with it. But it, it um, Boisaki and Mel had been around the politics for quite a while, and they had quite a few uh, quite a few stories. Uh, you know, what do you think of the candidate? Don't know. Only met him three times. You yeah. know, and uh, a lot of the uh, things uh, uh, about. Uh, Muskie's teardrop fell here. There's a thing uh, there yeah. back at the yeah. old Union Leader Building, but uh, and uh, it played up a lot of the uh, things back then. But some of them still um, still exist about the coffee clashes. You have to have a sure. yeah. go meet meet the candidate early on in a, in a, somebody's living room or yeah, oh, exactly. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, there's uh, some great illustrations here. In the book, and a lot of a lot of great uh, anecdotes oh. uh, about uh, primaries past. Oh. It is uh, it's terrific, and uh, is it available anywhere these days? Uh, it, it, there's a big uh, cache of them in my garage. Oh, in, in your garage, sitting, yeah, okay. sitting there for a oh, while. But, so, but, if but, you contact Charlie if you'd like one. Yeah, it, there was a cute one in yeah. there. It shows uh, a candidate fishing, and then there's a fish jumping up. And he's saying, let me see your license. Uh-huh. And that was based upon Mondale apparently went fishing up in northern New Hampshire, and there was some coverage, and then they couldn't wait to Monday morning to go check Fish and Game to see whether Mondale had actually got a license or not. I ah. mean, so, I mean, some of them are very incidental like that. but right. uh, Yeah, there's, all, there's so, so many great anecdotes about you know, what's happened in primaries past. And, uh, you know, it, it, they say it goes back 100 years, which I guess it does, but it, it really, uh, you, you know, got into full swing in about, what, 1952, something like that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, what was it? Truman Truman kind of got scared off by, uh, was it Keefe Keep, Offit? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he didn't get the nomination, but Truman decided. And, and you know, it's one, it, the same thing happened in 68, and some people have said, well, maybe it'll happen this time, maybe. Uh, you know, not that uh, I'm against Biden, uh, pro se, one way or the other, but maybe Biden will say, hey, you know, uh, it's time to move on. 
Maybe, but now you know we 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 find out, and you know it's it's been out there for a while, but it, it came to a head uh, just yesterday that the uh, you know the Democrat the the DNC has said this primary on the Democratic side is meaningless. Yeah, well, I as I said earlier, me thinks they doth protest too much. If you have to spend all that effort trying to prove that, maybe it does mean something, but. Uh, but uh, so this is my thirteenth. I started in '76 uh, with '75 uh, with Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Never thought I'd be around this long. Thought it was a one-time New Hampshire primary, and uh, now I'm at number unlucky thirteen, I guess. Maybe lucky thirteen. So you know, it means so much to this state. Uh, I mean, it's in in state law that we must have the first in the nation primary. I don't know what that means exactly or how that holds up. Uh, but how, how much longer are we going to be able to hold on to it? Well, New Hampshire people are forthright and uh, stubborn, I guess. Uh, you know, it's ours, and uh, we didn't take it. I saw uh, uh, the Secretary of State when he announced the date. We didn't take it from anybody. We just established it, and now right. they want yeah. want it, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, forever, I guess. But, of course, the, the Democrats this time around wanted the leadoff state to be South Carolina. And, and that's, uh, you know, calling this one meaningless in New Hampshire. I guess they, you know, uh, kind of got, got their way. I just I don't know, Charlie. You, you explained it to me uh, why Joe Biden is not on the New Hampshire ballot. Well, I mean, I, he's got so many surrogates coming into the state now, saying, "Write him in, write him in." Well, sounds sounds like he's a he's a mugwump. He can't can't decide what to do. I mean, I I supported him last time because I uh, because I thought he was what the country needed to heal. And after four years of Trump, and you know, he, he came in fifth here. You know, he got ten percent, and so. You know, I said, well, okay, and then so does he want to come into New Hampshire again and finish third, fourth, fifth, or be embarrassed? I mean, probably wouldn't be a lot of competition if he had come here. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have Dean Phillips out there and Marianne Williamson. They had a debate yesterday. Yeah. Uh, sponsored I'm, by New England College. Yeah, I missed it. You missed it, Charles. How did you miss it? A lot of other people did too. I'm sure. I, I think so, uh, but but nonetheless, they they did have one, and of course, uh, one of the topics was, you know, the the DNC not not supporting this uh, this primary. Yeah. And uh, you know, certainly uh, they're absolute long shot candidates, but they have spent quite a bit of money and time uh, here in New Hampshire. Well, you know, the, it's good for the economy. I mean, you look at all the ads and, uh, you know, I Christie's on KXL. I don't know who else is on it, but, uh, you know. We've got most of them, yeah. Uh, and yeah. and uh, uh, my, my wife watches a lot of Hallmark movies. I see a lot of uh, Haley's ads there directed, I guess, to a, I won't say primarily female viewership, but it seems that way. So, I mean, but, you know, Madison Avenue is trying to... Uh, uh, has gotten in a long time ago and jumped in there, and uh, I think it was 1968. Nixon put the Madison Avenue executives together with his campaign, and they, they've never left town since. You know, they know, hey, we're going to sell this candidate like a product, uh, like mm -hmm. soap, yeah, or something. But uh, 
But anyway, it's a funny story. Um, uh, uh, I get a lot of political books. But back in in uh, mid-60s in Ecuador, there was a mayoral race. It was an open seat. It wasn't a big town. It was about 4,000 people. And so somebody decided uh, they're going to say uh, multiple candidates, vote for the candidate. But if you want well-being and hygiene, vote for Palvapis. <laughs> Who? Palvapis. <laughs> well, Pap- Palvapis won over the human candidates, but Calvapi, uh, Palvapis was a foot powder. <laughs> <laughs> so, which gives credence to you know sell the candidates like soap. So, yeah, so yeah. apparently, well, well-being and and uh, hygiene was the issue. But I mean, it's kind of a, a obscure story, uh, but it's kind of funny. But that's it how they is. sell candidates. What's going to sell? Well, truly, and you, and you say Richard Nixon was really uh, the first one to do that. Who, who, you know, if he had stuck around, would have been celebrating a birthday today as well. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. I think he was. He'd be 110, 111, yeah. I think. So, <laughs> but. Uh, but anyway, so you know, Madison Avenue gets in there, and and uh, how do we? How do we? What's the what's the issue? I mean, I look at. I'm here in New Hampshire, and when when they talk about a border problem, at least in the past, I worried about Canadian geese coming in. They were a real problem, but right. obviously, yeah. Yeah. I don't. You know, the southern border problem is a real problem, but I don't think it plays as highly in New Hampshire, certainly, uh, you know, as other issues do. No, it, it doesn't because we have not had the the impact that uh, you know other states have had. But it's it's uh, really a national issue now. I mean, with uh, so many of the migrants heading to the sanctuary cities, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it certainly is one of the major <coughs> issues uh, out there. Uh, no, no question about that, and has been uh, hotly debated uh, through the, throughout the uh, the primary season. But it all begins. Monday, this coming Monday, with the Iowa caucuses, and I don't want you to explain the Iowa caucuses, Charlie, because I've never had anybody that could adequately explain it, so I don't want to put you through the rigors of that, Uh, but it it is, we were talking about this off the air, you know, it, it is very, you think this election is weather dependent, well, that certainly is. Yes, yeah, and I CNN this morning. I woke up early. They were talking about predicting bad weather for Iowa, and they said, "Well, the people in the cities can get to the caucus sites, but those out in the hinterlands, I guess, having never been to Iowa, but uh, we'll see if they get there." I I was only there once. It was is for it was for a hockey game, a Monarchs game year, years ago. The Iowa Stars. Well, wow. yeah, and uh, that that was a quite a, quite a quite a long time ago. Charlie Russell is with us, and uh, he will continue to be for the duration of the show. And also, we have another opportunity for you to ski free at Loon Mountain in Lincoln. Beautiful resort. Got quite a bit of snow over the weekend, and we have uh, another opportunity today for you to ski free at Loon Mountain. Just uh, listen for the uh, opportunity to call in sometime between now and 9 o'clock, and uh, you will be skiing on us here at WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. It's Kale and Company. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Kale and Company live for a Tuesday. 
And it means that we're exactly two weeks away from the 2024 New Hampshire primary. And uh, we saw a recent poll come out, I believe it was yesterday, that uh, Charlie Russell, Nikki Haley, is uh, is creeping up on the uh, front-runner Donald Trump. Yeah, I heard, I heard this morning, CNN, Trump at, I think this is a national poll, Trump at 39, uh, Haley at 32, Christie at 12, uh, DeSantis at 8, and uh, some others less than that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I go back in 1984, I was had a law office across the hall from where Gary Hart's campaign okay. was, and oh, yeah. uh, they did they did an awful lot of uh, door to door voter ID, and uh, you know, and he had, who else was there? As Ruben Askew was there, uh, uh, Jesse Jackson was there, yeah. uh, you know, Gary Hart, of course. And so it was really kind of muddled, and Mondale, as the former VP, um, was expected to win. And what happened in Iowa was Gary Hart came in a strong second, Mm -hmm. and then um, Gene Shaheen was managing the campaign. They put out this poster that pretty much said the last week after Iowa says, now there's only one alternative. And that was Gary Hart, and he ended up with a, a major upset by, I think, my, by more than 10 points. And, you know, you, you might see something like that happening here. Um, I view it from the Democratic side, although I'm more of a moderate now, I think. But, um, you know, you may see Haley. I mean, the, the independent or undeclared vote yep. has nothing to do, really, in the Democratic primary. So they're going to be jumping into the Republican primary, taking ballots. And, and Trump and others may say, well, it was all those undeclared that skewed the results. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, it, it will be, and uh, we will know uh, two weeks from today. And uh, Nikki Haley has uh, certainly, uh, out of the candidates uh, other than those named Trump, uh, has, has certainly made the, the most noise and, and gained the most ground and traction uh, in, in New Hampshire. And that's you know that that's why I think you know Charlie, as you well know, what makes this state uh, so unique in in terms of its, uh, its spot in the primary is that you know it, it's a small state by comparison to others, and it's easy to get around, and candidates seem to like spending time here in in the state of New Hampshire. You know, it, it's it's interesting. I've seen, uh, uh, forgive me, I've seen Ramaswamy twice. I've yeah. seen uh, Christie <laughs> twice. Uh, I've seen uh, Williamson once. I've seen. Uh, 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 Haley uh, once, and yeah. you know, and they're they're all well spoken. I mean, spoken, um, and you know, they're getting around. Uh, we're not seeing as many smaller appearances. I mean, I haven't had a lot of uh, people come to Concord. I mean, I saw Doug Burgum on his next to last stop, yeah. and he was at West Street Ward House, uh, but you know, he didn't have much action. Uh, troops on the ground wasn't telling people where he was going to be. You know, you got to get the word you out. Do. You do. You do. So you know, years ago, Kennedy, John Kennedy, said that that uh, campaigns were kind of like a what did he say? It was like a shakedown cruise for the campaign. And staffs and advisors, you know, you got to plan your uh, uh, strategy. You got to try to carry it out. You got to modify it. You got to deal with crises. Right. You got to deal with everything, and and then you see what happens from there. But uh, but uh, you know, Ramaswamy very well spoken, very oh uh, yeah, uh, no, and, no and doubt. Yeah. Sa- the same the same. I, I joke uh, watching Haley. Um, 
I had some Italian friends, and we used to joke, sit on your hands and talk, because they were always throwing out so many <laughs> gestures. I don't know if Haley could talk if she had her hands tied behind her back, but uh, that's one observation I've made. Well, she she has uh, really uh, made up a lot of points, as, we, as you just mentioned, and uh, she is a, a clear uh, number two right now uh, in New Hampshire, and as you say, with the the Democrats uh, now, uh, the DNC, saying our Democratic primary is meaningless, mm-hmm. as you said. Uh, a lot of independents may uh, sway to uh, to Nikki Haley's side. Well, you may have you may also have issues of of uh, do Democrats. Uh uh, right in Republican candidates. Is there some preference shown there? I mean, I yeah. heard some commentary about uh, on the radio POTUS, I think it was, that, uh, you know, maybe Christie ought to think about becoming a Democrat. Yeah. And somebody said, well, you're not the first one to say that. But, uh, you know. Um, well, but you likened uh, his, his approach in, in this campaign to Jimmy Carter. Yeah, Carter said, uh, tr- trust me, in the post-Watergate era, there was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, worry about what truth was. And uh, Carter said, I don't, you know, trust me, I'll never lie to you, et cetera. And, and uh, McCain uh, came in in 2000 like that, Straight Talk Express. Yeah. And, and yeah. Christie's kind of taken that approach, too. You know, tell it like it is, shoot there. And as opposed to uh, never back down is hardly a, a candidate you want to vote for that's going to compromise and make government work. I mean, it looks like a continuation of divisiveness. So. That's DeSantis. Yeah, and uh, he really has not uh, resonated very well here in New Hampshire. Yeah, he, he, you know, the 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 appearances. I haven't seen him. I I don't know if he'll be back. We'll see what the results are in Iowa, but uh, it'd be interesting to see. But I mean, you know, in the past, it's just been. For my wife and I, hey, let's go see so and so. It's uh, free entertainment, you know, and yeah, kind of no, get see, be, take part of history. Way back, well, way back, some we, free food sometimes too. Well, that's it. Way yeah. back, way back, <laughs> we were that we were there. Um, Jesse Jackson offended the Jewish faith by referring to New York by some uh, slang name, and uh, he went to the temple, uh, I think, the Sunday night before the 84 primary, and we were there, and we were watching. There was Tom Brokaw with a camera and another camera and uh, Dan Rather. I mean, it was uh, a a big event, and, uh, you know, it it didn't help much in the polls. But So you've seen history happen along the way. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt. A lot of history has been made uh, right here in the Granite State during during our run. What, what was the first one you remembered? Seventy six, seventy five. I I yeah. was actually in law school tending bar at the old athletic club on Pleasant Street. Wow! And the fourth floor there was a bar, and on the second floor this Jimmy Carter opened a headquarters. And I said, well. You know, and I went downstairs, and, oh, well, what the heck, I got some extra time. I'm a third-year law student kind of cruising, waiting for the bar exam. So I got involved in the campaign. I introduced him at the law school. I think I met him in July of 75 up in Laconia. And, uh, you know, uh, as I said, introduced him at the law school. I was there at the old Carpenter Hotel election night when he won, which was a surprise. yeah, yeah. But uh, what happened was there were too many liberals, and he was the moderate to conservative Democrats. So he got, I don't know, 25, 26 percent, and Udall got 22, 24, and uh, Carter got the three covers of Time, Newsweek, and U.S. News and World Report, and the rest is history. 
But, uh, you know, if, if uh, Scoop Jackson had jumped in, who was a more of a conservative senator from Washington, D.C., kind of a hawk, if he had jumped in, he probably there never would have been a Jimmy Carter. The following week in Massachusetts, um, Jackson uh, beat Wallace, and I think Carter come in third or fourth. But, uh, you know, so uh, a lot of it is where you position yourself. You know, Carter showed up on time. He'd actually show up early. Your time is valuable. I'm not going to tell you I'm here at 9 o'clock and show up at 9.30. That's a slam in your in. So he also had this ability to look directly in your eyes, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't be looking around to see who else was coming or what right. else. He would right. just focus directly on you. Yeah. And I've talked to people recently who said, oh, I, I was in high school. I had lunch with him and three or four other students, and memorable. But that's exactly what I remember. He just was so focused on what you were saying. And... Uh, so, I mean, uh, personality, I think Obama certainly did had a similar type thing, and uh, uh, I would stick with the Democrats. Clinton certainly had that as well. Comeback uh, kid. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but well, Clinton, Clinton um, if you took the vote around Lowell in southern New Hampshire away from Songus, I mean, Clinton won the rest of the state. But, I mean, it was almost like a, a home court win for Songus. I mean, in southern New right. Hampshire. Right, yeah. But uh, but he knew how to handle it. Joe, was it Joe Grand Maison said, uh, uh, declare yourself the comeback kid before the results are in, take off, and see you later. <laughs> and national media's be waiting for you. But So it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of stories, a lot of stories. Lots of stories, and we'll have more of them coming up. Charlie Russell is... Uh, with us and uh, again uh, we'll during the next segment we will give you an opportunity to ski for free at Loon Mountain the beautiful resort in Lincoln New Hampshire with great skiing conditions right now so take advantage of those but we'll give you a chance to ski free on WKXL during our next segment right here Kalen Company Live presented by Northeast Delta Dental and uh, we shall return after these messages stay with us Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Joined in studio today by Charlie Russell, man about town and uh, has been... uh, Are you from Concord originally, Charlie? I grew up on the North Shore, not too far from you. Oh, okay. Which town? Uh, Lynn, Mass. Lynn, City of Sin. Yeah. Never come out the way you went in. You ask for water, uh, they give you gin. <laughs> That's not such a bad thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from Melrose. You're, you're from Lynn. And uh, and and uh, speaking just for myself, I would never want to go back and live in Massachusetts. My, my kids live there, but uh, good for them. But uh, it's close enough to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there anymore. I, I, I agree. I've been here yeah. just over 50 years, and, uh, you know, um, the uh, Russells uh, moved to up to the Sutton area around 1780, and my father was born there, and then they moved to Haverhill, and then he moved to Lynn. So I didn't have a choice where I was born, but I saw the light and came back and didn't like the traffic jams and the, yeah. the taxes and other things. So I, I mean, I, I love going down for you know, games or maybe the theater once in a while and uh, to visit my 
kids that both both live in Melrose now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was born in Salem, and you were born in Lynn. So Lynn, yeah, the hospital's well, gone. It's a shopping center now. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't surprise me, right? I mean, everything's a shopping center now. Yeah. But uh, or or some will be uh, some will be no more pretty soon. But uh, we, we, that's another story for another day. We're talking about the uh, first in the nation. New Hampshire presidential primary two weeks from today. And hopefully the weather will be good so, uh, you know, it doesn't uh, get in the way of turnout because that's always an important factor here as well. Yeah, well, we, we were going to do live uh, coverage like we've done in the past on uh, Concord TV. And then I realized that with all the write-ins, and I was a moderator 30 years ago or so, and so, you know, I realized that if you have a write-in, then those aren't tabulated. You have to hand count them. I realized we weren't going to have results in early. So uh, we may not have results in that night. I don't know. But, That's uh, possible. But, yeah. Uh, but a couple of things I I noted. Um, I, I don't see a lot of signs out there for candidates. That's like, true. I mean, the, I think there were more four years ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I I saw. You know, it's funny. I saw Tulsi Gabbard signs yeah. all over the place. Oh, yeah. Four years ago, and uh, I I was disappointed. Uh, I mean, she was a Democrat. And now she's. Uh, kind of disavowed the Democrat yeah. Party, but, but, but nonetheless, I, I, I wonder why she didn't resonate, uh, Charlie. Was she uh, I, I, too I, centrist? I, 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 I saw her, and uh, you know, I saw her right near the end of the campaign at the Bank of New Hampshire stage, and you know, very, very personable. Had some good ideas. Uh, I, you know, I think by then a lot of people had really made their minds up on who they were going to vote for. Uh, so, uh, you know, I saw, I mean, I saw, I'm trying to think, I saw uh, Pat, <laughs> Governor Patrick, I'm so, I mean, I, I probably saw a dozen or more last time around. I think we've only seen about five, six this time, but... Uh, um, the other thing is the polls. I, you know, my phone used to ring off the hook. If the election were held today, and that's a cartoon in the book there, if the election were held today, you know, pesky pollsters. <laughs> and I uh, haven't got a lot of calls, and, you know, I'm wondering who's who the polling is. And uh, and, and the other the other thing is um, there's, a, there's a Trump sign on my the backside of my block, and there's one at the end of Green Street on Center. But there aren't a lot of Trump signs, and I'm not sure – a lot of people want to run around and say, you know, I'm voting f- for Trump, or that the pollsters, are w- the people being polled, are worried about their safety. That is this a Trump group calling or a radical group? And uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to vote for Trump. And at some point, he was at 60 percent, but you know, eight years ago, he only got 35 percent statewide. Yep. So how is he? How is he polling higher? You know, up at 55, 60 percent. So. Uh, that'll be interesting. The the true poll, obviously, is Election Day. Now, you said he was up at 60 percent, but his numbers have come down mm-hmm. at the same time that uh, Nikki Haley's have gone up. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens. But with everything that, that has taken place uh, in in the past and, you know, with, with Trump and, you know, so many... Uh, civil suits and lawsuits uh, uh, against him, uh, what happened on January 6th, uh, you know, how does he maintain uh, the popularity that he apparently has give, given the poll numbers? Yeah, well, you know, going back, I don't know, 16 years, I it was the only party in town after I was done at Concord TV on election night, went to saw uh, 
uh, Paul, uh, Rand Paul's father, and mm-hmm. at uh, the Grapponi Center, and uh, people, cars from all over, and you know, there's a, there's a, a voter group called the disaffected people. Mm-hmm. They 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 don't think government works. They don't bother to vote, and uh, uh, Paul got that. That was a very vehement crowd, and obviously, there's a, a segment out there that've been energized by. Um, by Trump and others. I hate government. I don't like government. Government doesn't work. But, well, you know, but you're the first to complain when the planes are running late or uh, right, right. FAA is on strike. So, you know, you got to look at the big picture. So, I don't know. That's, we'll see what that disaffected minority is. Um, and, of course, the media. Um, I was reading some polls about uh, what percent believe uh, some of the stuff that's coming over Fox News versus CNN, and certainly there's a big disparity there. Oh, so. oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we we will, and I, I think most people would say that, that Trump is going to win the Republican uh, primary here in New Hampshire, and Nikki Haley will come in second. I guess it's the other three slots that uh, remain to be decided which order they will come in. But, you know, as we know last time around on the Democrat side, uh, Joe Biden finished fifth, and a lot of people said that uh, it was over for Joe at that time, but then he went on to uh, South Carolina and uh, got a, a huge endorsement and won. Well, it'd be interesting to see what happens if there's a bump uh, coming from Iowa, which I, I don't think is traditional. I mean, Dole won in 88. He did nothing. He did nothing. He came in second. He had that famous stop t- lying about my record. Uh, one, I think, a, a parallel in history, you know, uh, Governor John a- uh, John H. Sununu grabbed hold of Bush and said, you know, uh, you're VP, but we're going to the tr- truck stops to campaign. We're going where the people are. And yeah. he, he literally uh, ha- played a big role. And it would be interesting to see if uh, Chris Sununu was able to do the same thing with Haley to help uh, – uh, energizer campaign certainly he's he's out there and he's doing it so it's kind of an interesting parallel and i also remember that george hw bush had ted williams oh. in, in his corner as well yeah that that certainly helped he, yeah he was actually in uh, my office was in bicentennial square on the second floor and uh, ted williams was out there with bush and they went over to the old talk of the town and ate and i kept looking out saying I can't believe Ted Williams is in Bicentennial Square, and uh, there you know, you go. and the heck with the vice president being there. Right? Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Ted Williams. All right, we're going to give. We've been promising an opportunity for you to ski free on us at Loon Mountain. So uh, here it is. Get uh, get on your phone right now. Six zero three two two four fourteen fifty. Six zero three two two four fourteen fifty. First caller to get through to our producer Andrew. We'll be skiing free on WKXL at beautiful Loon Mountain in uh, Lincoln, New Hampshire. Uh, Charlie, you, you've uh, you, you've made the rounds. You were a bartender at the uh, Athletic Club on Pleasant Street. Where was that? I mean, I, I have, haven't lived in Concord as long as you have. Uh, there's, there's a four-story building. Uh, a car, let's see. It's between uh, Main Street and South State, and it's it backs up into Bicentennial Square a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a spa downstairs, and uh, I'm trying to think what the other is, a knick-knack shop there, and you know, the sushi parlor is next door. Okay. So, uh, um, uh, Sabrowski, Mark Sabrowski owns it. So, uh, there's something going on there. Not an awful lot, but it started out as a, a tennis club and uh, way back, I think, in the 50s or the maybe the 60s. And then that moved up to uh, Garvin Falls Road, became the racket club. Okay. All right. Well, you mentioned Mark, and uh, 
he is, uh, was supposed to be doing something with Phoenix Hall, right? With, yeah. yeah. He actually had a couple of events up there. He had Republican uh, city committees. Uh, Christie was there uh, to a you know a moderate sized crowd. And then when Haley was there, I think about a week ago, it was it was packed. Packed, yeah. Was, I saw Ramaswamy there. Uh, well, he did. Yeah, yeah. At, at Phoenix Hall, he's yeah. got some uh, uh, interesting uh, positions, and uh, I'm not sure they're particularly going to fly too well in the New Hampshire primary. He's kind of saying, I think he was trying to say, I'm. I'm a junior Trump, but I don't have the baggage, which didn't really catch. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's what uh, he kind of w- was running on, and now he's he's pulled. I think most of his uh, radio and TV advertising uh, from New Hampshire, yeah. and I don't know if he's he's put it into Iowa or not, but uh, it's been mostly pulled in New Hampshire, from uh, what I understand. Again, we have uh, an opportunity for you to ski free. I think Andrew's still. Uh, waiting for a call in there. 603-224-1450 is the number. 603-224-1450. Ski free on us at uh, Loon Mountain. Charlie Russell in studio talking about uh, some uh, great years that uh, the New Hampshire primary has uh, has been here. It goes really back 100 years, but at first uh, hit stride really in, in 1952. And uh, Charlie worked on a book called The New Hampshire Presidential Primary Rule Book. And uh, David Tyrrell Wysocki wrote it, designed and illustrated by Mel Bolden, uh, in collaboration with Charles Russell. So uh, it, it's great. Charlie says he has uh, some copies, if you get in touch with him, uh, that uh, you might be able to procure from uh from Charlie, who's celebrating a birthday today by being here at WKXL. We'll uh, take a break. Be right back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL. NHTalkRadio.com. Charlie Russell is uh, with us. And uh, Charlie, how are you going to celebrate your, your birthday? Any plans on the horizon? I'm going out to eat at a, a golf course uh, restaurant down at the Pembroke Pines. Have, have you been there, the, uh, the new one? Great, great, great location. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, if you want a private golf course, it's public, but it's privately owned. Yeah. Uh, it's a great place to go, good food, and they've had 25% off coupons in one of the um, uh, weekly newspapers that uh, circulates. So. You can't beat that. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, uh, be, we'll be down there. This, this I won't be, say the senior discount, but our yeah. senior, uh, seniors look for those type things. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, and uh, it's a. I have not eaten there yet. I have seen the facility, which is beautiful. Uh, one of the topics uh, in, in Concord for the last several months. One of the hot topics has been a, a new clubhouse at Beaver Meadow, at Beaver Meadow Golf Course uh, in in Concord. A uh, publicly owned. I mean, the the city runs the operation at. At, at Beaver Meadow, what does that stand right now, Charlie? Well, I I, I understand the mayor has uh, decided to put the new mayor has decided to put the vote off and get some more information on uh, what's going on and what it would cost. Uh, you know, there were some pretty central issues that came up about should the city be doing 
uh, more than just a snack bar at the golf course, a full-scale restaurant and a a wedding reception Mm -hmm. facility. And, you know, those are basic governmental questions. What's government all about? I mean, the libertarian streak I have kind of comes up on that one. So we'll see what happens. Uh, As long as they get the information out and let the public know what's going on, that was part of the problem, keeping things uh, kind of playing their cards a little too close, not telling the people before the election uh, so that they could have a debate on it. So Right, because the citizens of Concord ultimately are going to pay the price uh, one way or the other. And uh, I, I guess initially uh, the plans were for quite an elaborate facility that, uh, you know, similar to the one in, in Pembroke that you just mentioned yeah. with the three-storied uh, building. And uh, what was the, what was the original estimate like? Well, ten million dollars or something. Well, they they said the the placeholder was four and a half million, and Mm. then uh, some of the information I saw and spoke of at the hearing was uh, on September fifteenth. It came back at fourteen point four million. Fourteen point four. And then and then on October thirtieth, that was when it came in at ten point four. After they took off the uh, the top floor, it was actually the second story, and then they had a basement. So. Um, so, you know, as, as I said, uh, you know, uh, saying it's only $32 a year on a $300,000 house, not that there are many of those left in Concord, but, uh, you know, well, th- what, what should be, we be doing, you know? And the fact that it maybe has made some money during the COVID and subsequent COVID period uh, with a lot of people outside playing golf, that may not be true down the road. And then what are the other priorities in the city? Certainly homelessness is a big issue. And, uh, you know, we've got other things going on. So, you know, I'm sure the new council will, uh, uh, you know, uh, step up to the plate and uh, hopefully get all the facts and before they make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to uh, keep us posted, Charlie. And uh, and uh, again, we we appreciate uh, citizen advocates like you to uh, to, uh, you know, keep. The uh, the politicians' feet to the fire, you know. That's <laughs> we uh, need people like you. I decided a long time ago, sitting there deciding on uh, where a stop sign should go or shouldn't go. Should it be a two-way or four-way stop sign? Was probably going to put me to sleep uh, uh, pretty early. So I decided to pick the issues and go deep and uh, let a lot of the other issues uh, settle themselves. Primary day, two weeks away. Is it inevitable, Charlie Russell, that, uh, you know, or unavoidable, or maybe might be a better way to put it, that it's going to be Trump against Biden once again? Not according to Chris Sununu, the governor of New Hampshire. And, and, uh, you know, and... uh, uh, Biden has said some things like, well, I'm not in so many words, but hinted I'm only in the race because I'm Trump. But, uh, you know, it, it uh, you know, I mean, I look at some of the candidates out there and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Klobuchar, I just bought a book written by her. A lot of candidates will yeah. put a book out the year before they think they're going to run. And so she's got a book out there and a bio type thing and some of her experiences and you know, the governor of Michigan, certainly a female, uh, and the California government. But, you know, there's plenty of people out there. So it, it may well be uh, it, it's time for the torch to be passed to a new generation. As Kennedy said so many years ago, we went from the oldest president to the uh, Eisenhower to the youngest. And it, that may well be if you look at the, ten, the tenor of the times. Um, you know, my generation, the baby boomers, aren't electing presidents anymore. It's a younger generation. Yeah. And to the extent that they, those voters are looking at uh, uh, their grandparents or maybe their parents 
as well they're not the sharpest stick in the book some of them lost some lost uh, the the fastball off their pitches etc so we'll see what happens so i'm not sure it's a foregone conclusion um, the wheel has many turns before then you know, and it's funny, uh, you're talking about your first remembrance of uh, a New Hampshire primary. And, uh, you know, I, I remember mine because when I was very young, uh, I, I don't know what it, what it was, but I was just, I was fascinated when I was a very young age. I, I'm talking, Charlie, like six years old. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was fascinated by politics. I, I think it was more going into the headquarters and seeing all the bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really attracted me to it more than, because I didn't know the issues. I, I still don't for the most part. Uh, but I was six years old, and uh, we had gotten word that Richard Nixon was flying into Manchester. Now, we, we were wow. living in Massachusetts wow. at the time. Wow. But it, this was in 1960 that he was flying wow. in to make an appearance, flo- flew into uh, Manchester Airport, which is not the Manchester Airport we know today. It was Grenier yeah. Field yeah. Uh, at that time, and some people still call it uh, Grenier Field. Uh, but at any rate, we drove up from, from Massachusetts to see Richard Nixon wow. come in and campaign wow. uh, in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, And, of course, uh, his opponent was JFK. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Charlie, just uh, just between you and I, even though I'm from Massachusetts, I was rooting for Nixon at the time. Well, it's 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 funny because I was in the sixth grade and we had to write a speech. And my father was an old Yankee Republican and my mother was Irish Democrat. And so she was obviously Kennedy and he was Nixon. And I certainly um, liked uh, Kennedy. But I remember saying as a, I guess, about a 10 10-year-old to my father said, well, I got to write a speech and I, you know, and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So I said, I'm not sure who I supported. He goes, well, why don't you just flip a coin? So I flipped the coin and it obviously came up Kennedy, which was a nice way of sparing my (laughs) my father's feelings. So that was my first uh, idea of an election. Um, um, I, I remember, uh, what was it, uh, the Colonel Bogey March, Foster Furcolo in 1958. Foster Furcolo, there, there you go, he boy, p- that goes way back. He picked up He picked up uh, the Colonel Bogey March, which what, Bridge of the River Kwai, and that was his theme song. So, I mean, I was, what, about eight years old then, I guess. But Foster Furcolo, boy, I haven't heard that name, Charlie, in years, decades. My first candidate I ever met, sadly, was... Um, um, George Wallace came, I think, in 1968 to my hometown, and I remember going to see him. And then I think probably the next year, the local congressman died, and uh, Muskie was there with Michael Harrington at a, at a high school auditorium, and he was speaking. So I, I didn't get up front to meet him, but there was Senator Muskie. And then a friend of mine got me going to some of the McGovern stuff in 72. Hey, I like these these campaign parties. A lot of young people, a lot of people having a good time. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll get involved in politics. And so here I am. The, here you are. 50 a, a plus few, years a, later. Yeah, a few years later. And and celebrating a, a birthday today. By the way, congratulations to a Dave from Bo, who uh, won our opportunity to ski free at uh, Loon Mountain in Lincoln, and we'll have another chance for you tomorrow and uh, all next week uh, as well. So, uh, Charlie, it's two weeks two weeks away, 
and uh, you, you, we're still. I, I see all all the advertising that every everybody gets, mm-hmm. uh, depending on their uh, affiliation. Uh, you seem to have it from both sides of the aisle there. Yeah, in in the past, I've uh, been, was registered as an independent, yeah. and uh, you know, through the years, I, I voted. I think for Kasich in 2016, and and McCain, and most part Democrats, Gore and Glenn, and some of the other ones. So I did get a call yesterday from the uh, a fundraiser from the Republican National Committee, and I said, guess what? I was city Democratic chair 30 years ago, and they said thank you and hung up. <laughs> you, were, you were a big John Glenn fan, you told me. Mm-hmm. You were in his corner when he was running. I walked down the, the street when it was snowing the day he signed in with the Secretary of State. One of the biggest thrills of my life, honestly, I was working at a station south of here at the time, was to meet John Glenn when he was on the campaign trail and to just shake his hand. I mean, one of our our great heroes in American history. So That's for sure. I'm sorry that uh, his candidacy did not resonate as as well as uh, a lot of people hoped it would. Yeah, well, he hoped that movie was going to take him to history, but uh, it didn't do much for him. Charlie Russell, it's it's been a lot of fun. The uh, time has flown by. We appreciate you coming in. And again, uh, happy birthday and enjoy your dinner tonight. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Neil Levesque will join us from uh, St. Anselm College, the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics at St. Hayes. That'll be Tuesday, uh, Wednesday's program right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. And remember, folks, to always look on the bright side of life.